Welcome to episode 15 of the Stageworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. On Stageworthy, I interview people who make theatre, actors, directors, playwrights, and more, and talk to them about everything from why they chose the theatre to their work process and anything in between. My guest is Suzette McCanny, a Toronto theatre actor and film director. Suzette is appearing in We Three by Q6 Theatre at Toronto's Tarragon Theatre until April 17th, 2016. Suzette joined me to talk about the process behind creating We Three, her discovery of film directing, and more. She and I also managed to forget the names of things we should know. For example, she forgot the name of the new colony, while I forgot the title of Shakespeare's As You Like It. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook and Twitter at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use and consider leaving a comment or rating. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so, I, uh, my, my first experience with, when I knew that I, well, anyways, I was five or something, five or seven or something, and my father took me to see, like, a community theater version of uh, Joseph and the Technical Color Dreamcoat, and, um, and I remember saying to him afterwards, Daddy, I want to do that. <laughs> and I don't know how he responded, but anyways, uh, he, yeah. And then I think from, and then from there, from there I always wanted to. And I always, it was always a part of my identity. Did you, did you know, like... I mean, that was, yeah. Sitting in that, in that, that show, were you aware of those people are making pretend you, they were performing? Did you know that? Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I might, yeah, 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 I knew, yeah, I knew that they were like, not really those people? Yes, I knew that they were not really those people. Um, I think I had, an aware, I had an awareness that they were, <coughs> that they were doing something that they knew, mm. that they were, they knew they were doing something yeah. else. Um, so you, you, that was like your first experience in the moment that you knew you wanted to do that. Did you do plays throughout school, or did you? Uh, was it sort of that thing that you kept in the back of your your head? No, I've been do- so I did like musical theater for my younger years. Like I was, uh, there was like I lived in Winnipeg, um, okay. and so we had there was this like beautiful um, community theater that was attached to a school, and we and I did like I was Anna Green Gables, and then I was then the next year I was Captain Hook uh, in that's, Peter Pan. <laughs> Because I had grown up, I guess. The year before that, I was like Oliver. Uh, no, I was, I was, uh, I was, I. We were in Oliver, but I was one of the lost okay. boys. Or whatever. Pickpockets. Yeah. Orphans. So I did that for a number of years, and then we were going to move. We were going to move to um, Ottawa, and I didn't want to. <laughs> and I only agreed to move there because my. Um, my parents showed me this brochure for Canterbury High School, okay. uh, the, the classic Canterbury, mm-hmm. and um, and so they. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I'm only moving if I get into this school, <laughs> which we moved way before we got of to the school. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then and then I did. So then I auditioned for it later, and I got yeah. into Canterbury, and that. So that's a four-year arts program in Ottawa. It's a high school. It's a high school. Yeah. And like, is it just like a theater school, or is it like an arts? It's an uh, arts school. school, so it's like, it's uh, literary, dance, uh, visual art, yeah. music, and literary arts, literary yeah. arts, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at what point did you realize that it was a thing that you could do, like, like as a as a career? Um, I mean, sometime in high school. Yeah. I know, like, most of my community is still these people from high school. Mm-hmm. And there's done this, then, like, if you talk to, I don't know, if you talk to people outside of that community, that Canterbury community, people will be like, 
I'm like, God, you're from Canterbury too? God, God, what is this Canterbury bullshit? Um, yeah. And so, um, anyways, they... So I think we kind of all decided together that we were yeah. like, we're going to do this. We're going to make theater. We're going to... Yeah. Um, we're gonna be artists, and yeah. So we sort of started. We started there when we were all like a little little baby, fifteen year olds, and did a lot of zoo story mm-hmm. and, um, and and like Crackwalker, Thompson, and sort of fell in love with all the Canadian yeah. works. Were you self producing there, or was it like the school would would uh, would put on these shows as well? We did a bit of both. They yeah. had like some big ones at the end, but I was self like mm-hmm. there was there was definitely self producing. Like, we would just put on shows in the yeah. cafeteria. <laughs> so it's the kind of thing that you can really only do at, like, an art school yeah. where they're like, sure, sure, go for it. And, of course, when other people are probably like, all right, I'll see it. Whereas, you know, if you're in a regular yeah. art school, and like, I would put on a show in a cafeteria. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. know. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Throwing stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, um, and out of Canterbury... Um, did you go into any other school? Or did you head straight into the, to the industry? No, I went, um, I went, did a year at Ryerson mm-hmm. for theater tech. And so I learned how to sew Jacobean underwear really well. Mm-hmm. And so I did a little stage managing, a little bit of production mm-hmm. management stuff there. Um, and that, I, then I was like, oh no, I, I need to go to acting. Um, I was, I, and so I, then I, then I auditioned the following year for, uh, University of Windsor, yeah. and that's where I did. Did you, had you intended to go into like the tech aspect of theater, or was, was it just something you were trying to keep more well-rounded? I mean, I was very aware that yeah. actors don't make any money from a very young age. I was trying to be really reasonable about it. Like, part of my plan was like, I, I made sure to get a serving job, like, when I was in grade 11 or grade yeah. 10, so that I would have enough experience so that I could be a server while I was being an actor. Like, I knew That's that... That's good thinking. <laughs> when, I was, when I was in high school, and yeah. I said, I want to be an actor, people would be like, well, make sure that you know how to wait tables. And I was like, I'm not going to have to wait tables. Right, totally. I'm too good. I know, but... I know, I'm going to be, you know, yeah. but, you know, it's good to, to get that in. <clears throat> also keeps one humble. Yes. Um, it's also interesting, because I know I know people who are actors, but they can stage manage. Yeah. But they won't tell anybody they can stage manage, because right. they'll never act, because everybody will be like, I need I, actors I can find, stage manager I need. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I I was, oh, I've been all, I'm actually having to deal with this for the, my whole life, because... Yeah. Um, because I all like even in high school I liked both sides. I mm-hmm. liked the like technical side. I did a bit of stage managing, and I did. I liked the like I liked the whole thing. I liked yeah. everything. So, um, so I thought maybe I could do technical theater, yeah. and um, and then I was just like a little bit too jealous of my friends who were in Ooh, the yeah. acting program. I was like, oh, I can't. Maybe I have to actually go yeah. do acting. Um, <laughs> But then once I got out of the once I got out of the acting program, I've been doing it to myself over and over again. So mm. like I taught myself how to make films. So now yeah. I'm on, but I'm definitely on the technical side of the filmmaking. Right. Maury, I would say I do, I do do a lot of acting in yeah. film as well, but more than that, I make my own films. Well, I mean, the, the thing is that in in, in in film, in independent, like if you're really like there's independent films and there's like like <laughs> like super independent Canadian films where. Yeah. You are making it yourself. You better know how to do all that stuff. Right? Like acting it and film it and like edit yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, did you come by, like, did you just, did you decide that you just wanted to learn how to do filmmaking or was there like a thing that you wanted to get out of it or? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um. I mean, I think it's kind of started with, um, do you know Kelly McCormack and uh, the crew that did play the film, Colin Munch and um, Christian Brune um, and Danny Padgett. We did that like a couple of years ago, maybe, I don't know how many years ago now. Um, And I was in it and they, I was, I guess I watched them like just produce the heck out of this like, yeah. beautiful clip. No, I, that's, I was doing it before myself before that. 
I don't know, I just grabbed the camera. Because <laughs> I was, I guess it's the thing, it seemed easier. I was yeah. like, than putting on a play. Yeah. I was like, I could just take this camera and borrow this camera and make a film with yeah. my friends in my living room, and then I have a film. Mm-hmm. Um, That's but, very true, because you don't, technically you can do that. And now, when the technology is something that you can, like, we all have it on our phone. Yeah, yeah. And you can even edit it on your phone. Like, yeah. The quality of something you can make on your phone right now is like so far beyond anything that, that I could have made on oh my, my Super 8 camera when I was 16 years <laughs> totally. old. Yeah. Um, did, and the, what, kind of, like, what kind of films are, like, were you, have you been making? So I, I have been making some short films. Yeah. Um, uh, but I started with this one called 99.7%, okay. and it's mm-hmm. about um, two girls who... It's about a, a woman who's an online... Uh, dating site manager she okay. manages the site uh-huh. but she's also very lonely and so mm-hmm. she f- she takes the she can't find any matches so she takes the um, the restrictions off uh-huh. in terms of gender or like all the restrictions off uh-huh. and she gets this match which is like 99.7% compatibility mm-hmm. and so she, with this woman and, but she'd never sort of considered herself as gay or mm-hmm. never considered being with a woman and so then she sort of becomes friends with her and, and and then the woman finds out that they're not that that the friendship is based on something other than than just a random friendship. Okay, so she approached it like like like, it was a, like a friendship thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was trying to, and I, I guess she was trying to she was trying to keep the woman from getting matches with like guys. Um and then at the end they try to repair the friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was, anyway, so but, but that was just like filmed here. Yeah, uh, with two of my friends, and we were just we were trying to play with like how to make stories, and so we did it with like improv, mm-hmm. and we um, we improvised. They the two actors built their characters separately, yeah. and then we then we made a story where both characters would be in it, mm-hmm. and then we improvised the scenes. So that we wrote the we wrote the plot and then we improvised the scenes in the plot. Is that is that how you intended to approach this, or was this like something that you just sort of like you all came up with like on the fly? We were trying to copy um, what's the one what's the guy's name who does um, oh, I don't remember any of his movies at this moment. <clears throat> the Happy movie. Town? No, it's not Happy Town. The girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There's okay. a British director okay. who directs, who does a little bit like this, um, and then tends to, and he makes sort of a little bit amorphous films where the the endings aren't quite clear, mm. and it's a, and he improvises all the scenes okay. to sort of get a more um, honest, true to life storytelling yeah. kind of mm. thing. Mm. Um, and this is something you've been doing for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. In addition to the theater stuff. In addition to the theater yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of, uh, of theater, you're working on something yeah, right now. Theater, yeah. What are you? Uh, what is, can you tell me about the, the yeah. show that you're working on? It's actually really funny because it's very similarly it's in process. Okay. It's almost exactly the same as to mm-hmm. what I just described with this film, which is, I guess, that's what I'm into <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, so it's called We Three, mm-hmm. and it's at Tarragon. We just opened last night. Nice. And uh, so we've been working on it for about a year. Um, and we started, so um, Sarah Liatovich Goldman is the mm-hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. And she works in Chicago a lot. And there's a company that does, I wish I remember the name of the company as well. But <laughs> um, I'm not very good with work names. Anyways, yeah. I think it's I probably should have thought, I should have said, Write down, write down some names, the names, 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 things that you know. Yeah, no, like, okay, um, yeah. Anyways, they, <laughs> so do you know Kate and Sam are not breaking up? The Q6 Theater did them okay, yeah, a little yeah, while ago. Yeah. Um, so that that play was um, made in the same way where you mm-hmm. where you take you, the writer thinks of a plot, mm-hmm. gives the character, give the characters to the actors. The actors okay. develop the character okay. and then make. Um, and then make 
different and then and then you go into a room and you have the first impro- improvisation and you um, you make the character by like the director and the writer asks yeah. this the actor questions in their oh, so character. Like a hot seat sort of thing. Yeah, you exactly. Just sit there and you, okay. Yeah, um, and then you sort of talk. The character talks about their lives, and mm. then you sort of get nice little tidbits mm. of information out of them. And then you do an so you do that with all the characters, even the smallest characters. It doesn't yeah. matter how big the character is. So each character gets like you know to be fully uh, explored, yeah. um, and then you take the um, then you do an improvisation of scenes that are not in the play, mm-hmm. but that, uh, and that are with other people other than the people in the play. Okay. So you would do like with the boss or yeah. with the, the, the boyfriend or yeah. whoever it is uh, that, that is talked about but is not in the play. And then you also improvise scenes. So once that's done, you improvise scenes with each other of scenes that are in, not in the play but discussed okay. perhaps. And then so that you have this sort of this shared base yeah. to start from. Um, and then you, and then you improvise scenes from the actual play. So mm-hmm. like whatever the writer wants to see. Mm-hmm. And so then the, then the writer records all that, takes all that away, and writes a play. Mm-hmm. And that's where this play came from. So that that format was used to write Kate and Sam are not breaking up, right. and that's used by this company whose name I can't remember. But I will maybe email it to you <laughs> later, and you can put it in the production notes. Sure, of this. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> the show notes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Um, I, so you, yeah, so then this is where the play came from. We copied the style of making mm-hmm. the play, but this is an original play. And We Free is about? So it's about three women. Yes. Who are in, who are best friends. Mm-hmm. They live together in university, mm-hmm. and one of them has gone away to Calgary and has, is married, and they're, he, she's coming back for the first time in two years, and they are trying to, like, re- Reconnect, reconnect, yeah. and and yeah, rebuild their friendship. Mm. I'm trying to come back together. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's actually about the our tagline that we've been using is about friendship, feminism, and fucking. <laughs> well, the three Fs. <laughs> right, the three Fs. That's yeah. all you need. Um, and you were. How long? You think you said, but like, how long you were working on this? The process like, has been about a year, okay. but we've come together for like intensive. Um, workshopping sessions. So in terms, like in terms of like the whole process for a year, or like like there was a period before the year of, of working on it. Um, no, was, no, the whole process was a year. year. That's yeah, cool. that's good. It was supposed to, we started last April, mm-hmm. and we were going to go up in October, mm-hmm. but then we got pushed back to April. So it's been a yeah. full, full year. Um, I feel like uh, every year for the last little while, I've seen your name. Uh, almost constantly on shows like independent shows or in uh, Fringe yeah. for the last few years um, and it seems like you keep popping up um, it seems like you're really busy uh, with stuff um, and that's really great thank you are you um, obviously you enjoy the production side of it yeah um, do you find it difficult when you're uh, acting to completely divest yourself of the producer brain? That's interesting. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I have a deep respect for my mm-hmm. stage manager course, yeah. and I have a deep respect for my producers mm-hmm. and especially on this show, like, the the my producers and my stage manager, for example, mm-hmm. are doing an amazing job. Yeah. And so I just feel a huge amount of respect for them, and mm-hmm. but know that that's not I do know that that's not my job, yeah, and and yeah. that my role in this like my role like we're all working together. My end of the bargain is to know my lines and be emotionally <laughs> prepared for the production. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know for myself, I I, I I mean I obviously I respect the stage manager all that. Of course, of course. In the back of my brain, I'm always like. Like the producer brains doesn't always turn doesn't off. Doesn't turn off, me. yeah. And that's that's like a, a, a huge challenge, probably because I didn't I didn't produce early like early on in, in your career. career. You've um, had a lot of producing since since yeah, but early on it was like well when I was in theater school nobody ever talked to myself producing <laughs> right at that point right so it was all like you know when you get the job right and so when it once I started self producing I didn't have like a background of. Oh, now I am in this role, uh, in behind oh, the scenes, right. I'm in this role. 
I think it's something that you have to <clears throat> that you have to learn. Yeah. And uh, if you don't, it's like it's a it's a muscle that, yeah. that is sort of undeveloped, especially that muscle of being able to like turn off the producer brain or the 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 like the writer brain. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Which yeah. Is, which is really difficult. Um, in terms of uh, the fringe shows and yeah. things that you have done, um, so I think you did some I, Shakespeare. Yeah, I do a lot of Shakespeare bashed. Of Shakespeare bashed, of course. Yeah, um, is that like, and that's it. That's at the the Victory Cafe. Victory Cafe, yeah. And that's like almost like every year. Yeah, yeah. it's coming again this year. <clears throat> We're gonna start rehearsals in May for. Nice. I don't know if they're not good. Well, it's just like it's, it's a Shakespeare play. It's a Shakespeare so play. I think they. I don't know if they've announced it. Well, you know, we won't. We won't. We won't, we won't discuss it. it. We won't discuss it. But um, obviously, pretty much every actor loves doing Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, of the shows that you've done with Shakespeare, Shakespeare Bash. Yes. Have you Is there one that you have enjoyed the most, and a role that you've enjoyed the most? Um. I don't think I can pick a favorite of Shakespeare bashed <laughs> plays. Um, my first one with them, we uh, was um, the. I'm really bad at names. Um, with the princess from France. Um, was that Henry? No, no it, it was a comedy. It was a comedy. Not a girl. I'm gonna be really bad. No, at we can't remember. Too. All of the Shakespeare. Not two gentlemen of Verona. But there's much to do about much nothing. Oh God! Thank goodness. Ooh, a name. Oh God! Okay, okay. We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, so there was the that that was really fun because there was like, like three girls mm-hmm. or four girls and four boys, and we were like, um, like the, the the young lover teams, yeah. and we were like fighting against each other. And the, the, the the team was just so fantastic mm-hmm. and hilarious. Um, so yeah, that, that yeah. was a great time. Um, and then last year we were doing. Um, I last year I got to be this. Well, last year me and Julia were um, the two the Mary Wives of Windsor. Mm-hmm. So we got to be Mar- the Mary Wives together, which was so fun. Like, and I like I love I just love love the way that they cut it. Like they always cut the shows really well. Mm-hmm. The hour, like because it's hard to get down to an hour yeah, and a half, yeah. right? Um, so my favorite part of working with Shakespeare. Some are easier than others to get down right around. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you can't really do that with, with Hamlet so yeah. much. But um, but I love I love being able to drive the plot with yeah. Mary Wives of Windsor. Mary Wives is a bit of a difficult one. Yeah, yeah, it was tricky. I think we it was a challenge to make it like. Kind of palatable in the end. I always feel that Mary Wives is this is this one that's like, um, it's just like it's like it was it was written under duress. It was like, <laughs> look, I know you killed this guy, but everybody really loves him, so write another play. So he was like, oh, fine, another play, fine. But it's like his it's almost like his heart wasn't in it. Yeah, you know? and it's just like it, it's generally unsatisfying. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of fun to it because you. Because of the like, the like you know, putting people in baskets and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, and and then coming and then I find modernizing it is a little like there's like a, there's a lot of like even the fact that even the fact that the girls are making fun of this fat guy mm-hmm. is yeah. a little hard to deal with. Oh, man, you, you know I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, that's it's hard enough to mod, quote unquote modernize Shakespeare, but. Especially when we're so like we're so conscious now of like body shaming and things like yeah. that. Like this guy's defining feature is he's corpulent. Yeah, he is exactly. A large, he's the fat knight, and so that's the joke. I mean, he's also rude and unlike an awful person, yes. but mostly they protest mostly him. Everybody talks about how fat, fat he is. because he's fat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, and like that seems like a weird thing to base a play on. <laughs> it, it is a strange thing to base a play on. I. There's always that, like, I remember when I was younger, I was like, when somebody would say, oh, yeah, Shakespeare's, you know, we're just going to throw modern clothes on. I'd be like, modern clothes on Shakespeare? And then, you know, like 16 at the time or whatever. I'm like, such a snob. But then I, I realized that, like, you can do almost anything with Shakespeare as long as your concept doesn't get in the way of the play. Yeah. I've done Shakespeare, like, I've been involved with a couple of Shakespeare shows where great concept, but yeah. not that play. Yeah. Like, 
yeah. to tell the story. It kept like bumping into the into the into the concept. It yeah. was never never quite good. Um, in turn, like when 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 you're rehearsing that play, like they're cutting it down. Are you guys discussing what they're cutting? Like, can you like, is there a reason? Are you like, discussing like why did you cut that, or is it just like is everybody just like you just like, gotta cut it for time? So fuck it, just like. I mean, that, the, one of the nice things about Fringe is that they will turn the lights on. Like they will get so mad yeah. at you if you are over an hour and a half. And an hour and a half is a great length for a play. Yeah. So it, but it keeps you really like honest in terms of like cutting it. Um, so yeah, we like you know we start we started with like I think a, a two hour draft yeah. or maybe a like a one forty five draft of that play. And then had to make some cuts. Do they, cut, do they turn the lights on you, even if it's BYOV? Well, it doesn't turn the lights on, but if the, if you make uh, your audience members late for yeah, the next no, show, true, they get so the, mad. People, people are always so tight. Yeah, back to back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed. No, you <laughs> no, you're not. Allowed. You're not. You're not. Yeah. Um, is there something that that you're like that you that you wanted to do with Shakespeare or anything else that you're like, this is the thing that I, I like I want to do. Um, like in terms of um, starting with starting or Shakespeare being in the show. Like, well either or like is there a dream Shakespeare that you would produce oh is there a dream Shakespeare that I would produce because I know I know mine I know mine if somebody comes to me and says There's a, you want to do a Shakespeare here's the money to do it boom Don't, I know I know what is it uh now I'm gonna no, you're gonna blank the name oh no <laughs> um, what happens in it <laughs> With Touchstone and the, and the okay. yeah, you know. Wait, the, uh, uh, the, the, the play's the thing. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It's the All the world's a stage. Yeah, that's the I one. know. It's got the thing with the stuff and the. Rosalind. Rosalind, yeah. It, it takes place in the forest. Yeah. Of forest of Arden. Arden. Which is, it's about. It's uh, called. It's called. Orlando the Wrestler. Some shit like that. <laughs> I'm, apparently, this forgetting names thing is like. Contagious. Oh my god. Come on, anyway. Wait. It's, Not your gentleman of Rona. It's, it's um, much no. Ma- no no. It's you know. All's well that ends well. No no. It's it is. Um, We're a, really good at Shakespeare. Really we do so a lot of Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure that this is the reason why. But you know, it's, the, it's that play. That's the one that I would do, and I know exactly how I would do it. Yeah. So that was a tricky one like, too. I know. There's only one little piece in it that I'm still like working on in my brain. The um, the end. The, the lion. The line. I even know how would I, how would how you do Hyman? Oh, just a fucking priest. You know, oh. they would like cut out that whole part where the yeah. goddess comes out. That's the one thing about that play that's like, and I almost got a flash of what the fucking name of the thing was, and now it's gone. <laughs> I am really earning the explicit tag on this podcast too today. <laughs> but, but like, you know, let's just open the curtain. Whoop. Oh, it was a goddess. Here she is. She's gonna make everything fine. Okay, and great. It's like ridiculous. Okay, but the lion. What part is the lion? Oh, like um, the 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 brother is sleeping under the tree, and oh. the, the lion and the snake, and there's a whole thing of why oh, he's yeah. up there and all this stuff. And it's like in my setting that that's the one part that I have to work on that won't work. But right. Anyway, for you, is there one that you would that you would? Do? Um, I like uh, the I like the tragedies actually. Okay. Um, I like. I think I would do. Uh, Mackers. Mm. Which is where we met. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mackers, like, I, I've done Mackers a few times. Yeah, me too, actually. Like, I've done, like, and I've seen it a few times. Yeah. But I guess I'm not, I feel like I'm not over it. See, I'm, I get this, I get in this phase when I'm, like, so over it. Yeah. I'm like, I have done this place so many, so many times, times. And I've seen it so many times. I'm kind of over it. And then occasionally I'm like, except maybe I, except maybe now. Maybe now I can yeah. do it again. Is there something about it that you really that really draws you to it? Um, the witches. Okay. But no, and now I'm changing my mind. <laughs> and you can. You know what I would like to do? Oh, and I'd re- I really like uh, uh, the Richard the Second. Okay. The one where um, Margaret is still young. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. And she's got that beautiful speech about that but but i think if if i'm going to produce a shakespeare mm-hmm. it will most likely be like cross cross cast yeah um because i'm quite a bit of a feminist and it really it really just never stops well i mean um, the, like i love it let's face it a lot of shakespeare's roles for women are not awesome yeah because with the exception of cleopatra 
most of them are like shitty. They're really shitty. Yeah. Like we know it's just a boy in a in like a dress, so we're not gonna put a whole. Which is like really too bad because yeah. there's so much more interesting that you could do. Yeah. So I mean, I've gotten chance to play a lot of male mm-hmm. roles as a woman in mm-hmm. Shakespeare. Um, and like either you just like like I was in the one in Grantham where I was playing Benvolio mm-hmm. as a girl. No, as like a, as the best friend of Romeo. Okay. Um, but as a girl, mm. which it's st- but it still changes things. It always changes things. Of course it does. Of course it so does. So you can't like pretend it doesn't change things. But no, you have to. You kind of have to go for it. Yeah. If you're gonna. You. I think that if you're going to cross cast like that, you can't just play it. You can't decide that this is a boy. That this is a girl playing a boy. Yeah. You've got to accept the fact that there's that she that this is a girl in this character, and you just have to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and maybe would you cross cast the whole thing, or would there just be specific roles that you would cross cast? I think I would cross cast the whole thing, okay. and maybe to the point where, um, maybe the point where the women are played by men, mm-hmm. um, or maybe the point where, maybe the point where they're all where it's a bit more fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so tricky though because then. You have to look at, at how that changes the relationships and yeah. how that, like, what that does to the story. So it's yeah, like a you really, do. It's a really, it can be really, it can tricky, be really tricky. But you know, it's certainly a, a thing. Yeah. That, like I, you, like I don't see why you would like why you wouldn't cross cast like that. I like to. I I think that in an ideal world, and especially when we're doing when we're doing Shakespeare, we would probably just, unless it breaks the play, ignore gender for yeah. a lot of the characters. Like yeah, just. Like in you know, yeah, just blindness to to gender, color, race, whatever, and yeah. just cast the right actor. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that is valuable. Ugh, I can't. I, somebody was telling me a story about like um, European theater versus Canadian theater, mm-hmm. and actually now I've heard two different things, so mm-hmm. I may be wrong. But they were saying that it's that they were saying that in England it's more people are more um resistant to uh like cross casting but mm-hmm. Espe- maybe even especially in race mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they want it to be more they want it to be more realistic mm-hmm. but i might be but then i had somebody else who said that, that was co- totally wrong I- i've actually never i don't have first not had it knowledge might, of this so i don't know it just depends on where you are yeah you yeah. know i just saw an article earlier today that that was like Eighty-five uh, percent of England people, the English, will not accept a female Hamlet. And I was like, I don't even know how you poll for that. But like, <laughs> I don't even know, like, because you know, until you see it, yeah. you can't really, you can't really like say, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept that. Yeah. Um, female Hamlet would be great. I haven't seen yeah. female Hamlet. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Um, in terms of feminist theater, yeah. Um, have you? Have you always considered yourself a feminist actor, or is that something that you've grown into? Uh, no, probably always. Yeah. Oh my God, there was this great story uh, when I was in Windsor. Okay, um, okay so um, we <laughs> we were. Um, it was like so that was like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so even it was just like a little bit less talked about. Yeah. You know, like we've. I feel like it's really come into its own in the past like four years, uh, maybe five, um, in terms of like feminism getting this mm-hmm. really big wave again but so we had this we were doing this play there was four female characters in the play mm-hmm. and there was 10 men in the play there are there were 15 women in the class and four men in the mm-hmm. class so the men the men played the men played du- double characters every day and the women were divided into each woman got a quarter of a character played only every second day and i was so mad at the injustices uh-huh, of yeah. this and so that i i did <laughs> i but i with under the supervision of my boyfriend at the time was uh, dave gingrich yeah. and he so he was like i was like so mad i was like tearing my hair i was like okay well like get the facts like what are the facts what are the facts and i was like okay yeah so i counted the amount of sentences that each woman had and, and the amount of sentences that each man had so each man had 10 percent of the of the play uh-huh. and each woman had 0.1 percent of the play and i was like this is not acceptable we're all paying the same amount of money you just this is not acceptable yeah. 
But they ignored they ignored me in the end. My dear friend Alex Crowther, who's now my roommate, who lives here, that's his jacket. Um, <laughs> um, he he ended up switching one of his roles with me. Huh. So I played his one of his man roles. How did they take that? They were fine with it. Okay. They were they were definitely fine yeah. with it. They were not going to mandate that. I guess they were not going to mandate that everybody had to do it. Yeah. But they were totally fine with me mm-hmm. being do, doing the man role. So okay. so that's to their yeah. credit for sure. Okay. Uh, kind of kind of with the, to their credit, they could have been like it kind of makes more sense to put the women in the men's roles and the men in the women's roles. Yeah, I know. But I mean, but, I, you know, I understand it's really hard to find plays with enough people for theater schools, and like I understand that it's like it it, it is because you're almost. You're almost never going to have that many people, like in a, in show a play. Again. Period. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I think if a writer wanted to make a lot of money, mm-hmm. they could write a couple of like, like you know, thirty-person cast plays with about fifteen women and four men that weren't bad. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, if you were going to look at the, the actual demographic of a theater school, it's you're, you're mostly see women. It's mostly women. Yeah. And uh, a few guys. And yeah. you should, you know, there there needs to be some stuff. That can do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the theater schools should probably be a little more adventurous in their casting. Yeah. That sort of, especially when we're, you're, they're often doing the classics anyway. Yeah. Which makes them difficult because, you know, if you're doing Tis Petty, She's a Whore, yeah. and it's all men except for a couple of women, yeah. Um, like, honestly, yeah. reverse it. Yeah, why not? Make it Tis Petty, He's a Whore. Like, let's turn that on. Like, turn yeah. that on his head or whatever. Like, and the thing I found playing that man uh-huh. and I have found that this I've found this true a lot of times is that it actually uses different like there are just there are tactics and mm-hmm. like power dynamics mm-hmm. that are written into men's roles that I would just never use in my daily life right. like I the the character that I was playing anyways was a was a like a the head of a company yeah and I didn't I have never used the like I've never wa- like I don't most of my characters don't walk into a room and already have power. Yes, yeah. Um, and so it was odd to try to. It was just very. Uh, I was very aware that I wasn't mm-hmm. that I was using tactics that I didn't know how to use in real life. Mm. That I didn't use that I didn't use as regularly as as the more hmm. female. What did you? Was there something anything you took away from from that experience? Um, yeah, and then also, and then also that like that rhetoric, like women are not given women characters are not given as much rhetoric mm-hmm. as male characters are. Um, so it, I didn't have very much experience like arguing a point right. and driving it home. Yeah. Um, and arguing a point and like holding all of those like possible arguments in your head and mm-hmm. then like and then like giving giving the other person the the yeah. and so that that I learned that as well mm. and actually this this play that I'm doing now yeah. is because um, there's three women and um, it's about it's like a, a bit of an issue play like it's yeah. there's definitely conversations about like politics and and about mm-hmm. how to do the how to do the world mm-hmm. and I, I think it's I think it's still rare and I'm still bad at it like I'm still bad at like she, our director gave us a note she was like I almost want to give you the note like play these characters like men mm. because then you have a little then you just like you ground yourself a little bit I'm just trying to think of what the so <clears throat> with that particular piece of direction what's the what are you doing that needs the Play it like men. Yeah, like direction. what? Like what is the? Do you know what it is that that the director was trying to combat from from you? I mean, I think we were playing. I think we were almost not playing full like rounded individuals the way we are in our lives. Mm-hmm. We were playing girls, mm-hmm. um, and. I mean, that, the whole point was not to. The whole point yeah, was to yeah. to be honestly... like. And I think over the range of this play, like, there's, like... There is the time when we definitely, like, you know, you definitely get, like, like squealing and, like, oh, excited. Yeah. And, but then there, to, to be aware that, like, when I sit and talk, yeah. 
I sit and talk out of a place of like, um, out of a place of power, but authority, I, of yeah. authority. And I don't, I don't think I put that, I don't think I put that into my characters hmm. always. Hmm. Why do you think, why do you think that is? Like, um, I mean, I, I guess I would say because I haven't seen it very much. Mm. That's not how I think a woman character is, but I don't know mm. if that's true exactly. I think it's just <clears throat> habit, and I think it's just yeah. like, I think more than anything, it's like, I, I mean, when you're, when anyone's acting, it's yeah. hard to like, it's hard to be like, no, but really speak from my real voice. Oh, and, you know, like I think, yeah. I think that more than anything is, but when a bunch of women do it, it looks like, it looks like they're pretending to be, I don't know, pretending well, to be women. I'm not sure. But sort of funny, like, in terms of, of this, your production team. Yeah. Um, so you have a bunch of women actors. Yes. Woman playwright? Woman playwright, yeah. Director? Woman. Okay. So you've got all these women in, in the room. Um, I don't know what, I'm, what it's like. How is it that that, that How would the women we... in a room are are like allowing each other to like not play rounded characters or something like that? Like just like Well no, I mean we aren't we aren't allowing each ourselves okay. to not play rounded yeah. characters because we did get the direction yes, and we took course, the direction yeah. and then but like and the, the literally the whole point of the creation process yeah. and everything was to make well rounded yeah, characters. Of course, yeah. Um but um yeah. Well I mean I think I think it's <laughs> uh, now. I just sound like my play. Um, I think it's kind of cultural stereotypical brainwashing, having us believe that, or like no, um, like pra- it's practice. It's what I've practiced. Yeah. It's what I. Of course, and it's what you've done in most other roles. It's what I've done play, in most right? other roles, yeah. and it's like it's very it's very odd to play a character that's not a young girl who's like being raped. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's just not something I've done very much. Well, it, it's like, um, I don't even know what it's like. Obviously, I don't know what it's like. Um, <laughs> no, I mean. But it's, I mean, our society is, like, and the, the culture that we live in is um, kind of man-centric. Yeah. Although we are getting better at calling getting... guys all out yeah. on their man-centricities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like... People are getting better at calling each other out, calling dudes out on, on their mansplaining yeah. and their manspreading. Totally. And uh, uh, it's just that, um, you know, we still have the internet where people where dudes are like, yes. like assholes. The internet's um, a terrible place, but... The internet is a terrible and place. And a wonderful place. And but both it's... terrible and wonderful. <laughs> um, and I think that, that we, you know, I, there's all these great initiatives for... Um, uh, equity in theater and yeah. things like that. And I see all these conversations on uh, playwrights, uh, blogs, and Facebook groups about uh, the lack of women represent- representation yeah. in theaters. And I think there's an awareness of it. Yeah. I just don't think that that, that awareness is filtering through to all the places that it needs to go yeah. quite yet. Yeah, I don't think it's quite trickled down yet. Or trickling up. I or think trickle it's trickling up. I oh, think that's a good point. I think it's got to trickle up because yeah. down near the bottom, it's all it's, there. Yeah. Are the people who are programming and the people who are yeah. who are putting seasons together and things yeah. like that are not quite not quite doing oh it. Oh my god! But I have a friend. I have a friend who's working um, at a regional theater, mm-hmm. and they are trying to program their next theater, their next season, and they they the the programmers are aware that they need to be programming some female playwrights. Mm-hmm. But they can't. They say they can't find any, um, and and they, I know, and I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but I know. Yeah. and then she, but she, then she's going and looking to see if she can find any. But there are so many other, um, like you know, blo- like rules that the, these yes, plays yeah. also need to fall into. Okay. Yeah. That it's. It's hard to mm-hmm. because because there are not as many ones from before 1950. You know, like. I mean, you know, if if the is, is Canadian plays, then absolutely that, that <laughs> makes it kind of difficult. Yes, right. Um, because um, 
theater didn't really exist so much in Canada before. Or, yeah, like, even sixties. It's like, like time. Like, like yeah. we're behind a little bit. So yeah. like I see that for sure. Yeah, I don't know because I always figure like if, if you if you know that it's an issue, you can always like approach female playwrights and say and say hello, please hey, write a play please for write us. A thing. Yeah, here's our mandate. Please write within it. You yeah. know, but. Yeah. I, I sometimes feel like the, the we can't find any female playwrights is a little bit of a, a little bit of an excuse. Yeah, it is. I know a couple of people who have been like they they've made it their goal this year that if somebody if there's a play and it's all dudes they're not going to see it. Well, if if there's a if there's if you're doing a show and you didn't cast women in in the play or you're doing Shakespeare or something like you're yeah. just not going to see it. If it's like all dudes, yeah, and I think that that's in a, in a way that's one of the only ways that that we might make an impact on like, yeah. changing the way the theaters do things is like yeah. do it or we're not buying tickets, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like I have such a beautiful network of like these really amazing female mm-hmm. artists that are making plays, and a lot of writers, a lot of producers, and yeah, um, yeah. and I think I. Don't, I don't. I think the people who I'm interested in, and therefore the people who I work with, are very much mm-hmm. like interested in. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because if I look back at uh, people that I've spoken to for this podcast, um, unsurprisingly to me, the vast majority have been women. There's yeah. More women than men that I've spoken. Oh, to. interesting. Um, and whenever I am like looking, like seeking people, if I. Whether on Facebook or on yeah. Twitter, I say, hey, I'm looking for people to talk to. Yeah. The actors who come out of the woodwork are almost all, the actors, playwrights, directors are almost all women. Mm. That's crazy. And yet, and yet, when we look at our stages, we see shows that are mostly dudes. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have anything against dudes. No, no, no. And, you know, I don't either. I just like, I just like a little diversity yeah. in the stages. I mean, and then you start talking about like, so then you're talking about diversity and then you've got to talk about everything then you're yeah, like, you do. then you're talking about racism then you're talking about uh, not racism but racially uh, awareness and or but like ableism like I mean once you go down the path there's a lot I think we gotta I think, I think we, we gotta do, go about, go down the path I think just do go it. down the path we gotta do it because I think that our our, our theaters and our, our our arts will be stronger for doing that yeah but I think we gotta fight through the change process, yes, which is, I think, going to be a little bit rocky for a few more years. Yeah, I think so too. Unfortunately, but I do think our, uh, like we did, we did this show, this yeah. this show for um, our preview audiences were on like a, on the older side, like they were an older generation, yeah. um, and our opening night crowd was much very, much younger, and it was like our generation. So, yeah. but. It wasn't like they didn't. It wasn't like the the um, the generation above me didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think they like. So sometimes I I think that like our once once our generation moves up and then it'll all be fine. But um, I don't think that's true. I think that there's lots of people who. I think I think the like I think they are just as aware of the problem as we are. I love to think that. You know, once the old guys retire, I don't think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then it's going to be this utopia of like diversity and and equality well, and not, feminism yeah. and stuff like that. And but I kind of look at you know people that I used to know just generally in my life. Oh, most yeah. people who were like you know when they were younger, like radical. they were like the most socialist people that I knew. Right. You know they're totally. like, and now they're like, you know, they're voting conservative and yeah. they're. Worried about their tax cuts and why should I pay for the arts and things like that? No, yeah. I sort of worry that you know we're going to get there and it's going to be too late because we're going to because we're now we're going to be uh, now we're going to be yeah not aware of the problems. No, I think yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, this is I don't want I'm not going to end on this particular note because I think it's a little bit it's a little bit depressing. Yeah, to, to like end on that. Well, we're fucked. So, um, <laughs> okay. In terms of uh, like this show, how long does it run for? It runs until uh, next Sunday. Which is April... April... Eighteenth. Wow, we are not good with names. Terrible, this game. My God! We're, no, oh, seven, okay. April 17th. April 17th. Uh, 17th. 17th. Okay. Um, 17th. 
And uh, after that, you're yes. working on the next show with Shakespeare Bath, That's which right, is yeah. home, which we can't say. Yeah, oh. yeah we got to think. And, uh, um, very excited about that. Uh, do you know what you're doing after that? Um, I don't know what I'm doing after that. I uh, I've got I've got some mo- the I've got some three films that I'm trying to get into the festival circuit right now. Um, so I will be doing a little bit of work on that, and hopefully sometime in the summer they'll be they'll get their premiere. Cool. Uh, yeah. Are there particular festivals you're pursuing, or is it? Uh... Um, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that um, breakthroughs might sh- uh, to have it, and then there would be the that would be the Toronto premiere. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm looking at also a lot. There's like there's uh, film festivals are crazy because there's so many and like there's just so many, and they're like you know, in the states and like lots of really cool. I guess they all want they have their own criteria. For yeah, they all have. For, yeah, they all like, definitely you know, do. Do. Is, do you find that, that um, applying for the festivals is kind of like applying for grants or anything? Like you have to like use the buzzwords that you think they want to hear and like word it in a specific way so that they'll get their attention or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do have to do a little bit of that. It also costs a lot of money. <laughs> oh my God, does it? <laughs> yes. Oh. Everyone so you, costs like, like do you have to, 60 bucks. And this is like, uh, this is yeah, no, totally. Like, are you, do you have to like, Pay an entry fee to get in, like even you have to, your application looked. You at. have to pay an, a fee to apply. Oh. So and they're about like sixty to like they're forty to a hundred. Okay. But then if you apply you to a bunch of them, yeah. that, that adds up. <laughs> really gets yeah, adds up quickly. That's, that's like that's like a blind a fringe festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which has that? Hey, I got into the fringe. Yeah, <laughs> Are you on? Are you on, t- on social media? I'm on, on the Twitter. You're on the Twitter. The Twitter. You can find me at Suzette McCanny. And uh, do you have a website or anything? I do. Uh, SuzetteMcCanny.com. <laughs> um, uh, but you can find it all through uh, Twitter. Twitter's probably a good place to find me. Great. Well, thanks so much for. Thank you so today. much for talking to me.